Well, hello, it's time once again for another episode of the Army of Game Changers podcast with me, your host, Vipe Desai. Bringing a variety of guests to this series of podcasts has been one of my main goals because we can all learn a lot from people involved in different industries. Today, my guest is executive chef Rob Wilson. Rob's been involved in the culinary world for more than 30 years, and recently he pivoted into a new role, one that might seem out of step for an executive chef of his credentials, but this move is a great step for his personal and professional growth. We discussed what helped him to achieve the success that he's had and also shared the importance of leadership in his field of work, and I have to say, it was one of the most inspiring lines I've heard from a leader. So let's jump into our conversation. Hey, Rob, I'm so stoked to catch up with you. It's been a while. Remember the good old days of the H2O Winter Classic, surfing and snowboarding, but man, you've come a long way. Catch me up. What's going on? Well, first of all, thanks for having me, uh, Vibe. It's been an amazing journey since the uh, old days of H2O. When we were, uh, I was just a little surfer, snowboard grom, and now a, a chef, I would say. Um, things are going great. I just transitioned from an incredible 20-plus year career in the luxury hospitality industry for large hotels with Carlton Montage being the last, um, and now I'm the uh, executive chef for North America for Fisher & Paykel and DCS Appliances in Costa Mesa, California. Um, we just opened a 7,000-square-foot showroom uh, with eight cooking vignettes, and we're calling it it's the Fisher & Paykel Experience Center. Uh, so basically, we are entertaining uh, builders, designers, and architects uh, in our space and doing trainings in our space and cooking classes and doing uh, a lot of different fun uh, fundraising and, and uh, you know, just teaching people how to cook on, on great appliances. Awesome. That's good to hear. And look, I know that um, between uh, family and your work as an executive chef, you also get out and have fun. Give me an update. What's going on with uh, stand-up paddleboarding, surfing, family, any good trips coming up? Yeah, um, still in the water uh, as much as humanly possible, at least, you know, three, four days a week, either surfing or stand-up paddle surfing, been doing that quite a bit. Um, still riding the dirt bike uh, out in the desert and uh, and basically riding the mountain bike in between, trying to keep in shape. Uh, I got a trip to Mexico coming up on Tuesday. I uh, get home from Mexico and fly to New Zealand for two weeks, so hopefully be getting in the water in New Zealand. Uh, that's really exciting. Um, the family's doing really good. Everybody's, you know, I'm one out of the house and, you know, people are like, you have a 21 year old? It's amazing that I have a 21 year old and she's off and doing her thing and she's moved out about a year and a half ago. Uh, she's a professional photographer, doing exceptionally well. Uh, the wife is still studying wine and doing the sommelier, uh, adventures. And, uh, my son is just about 17 and he's, uh, starting to look at colleges. Well, dude, I'm jealous. It sounds like you've got the perfect life, uh, food, family, fun. You got all the F's covered, including Fisher and Paykel. So let's do this. So, so look, uh, what I'm hearing is that you've had this amazing journey in your career, personally and professionally. You are now the executive chef over at Fisher and Paykel. Let's talk about this career. I mean, it's like, 
You started out many years ago. You moved up to the executive chef working for hotels, and now you've made this transition. Let's talk about your career and what did you learn along the way and any advice for my listeners on how to manage their career that you can share? Well, I think one of the most important things is, yeah, I mean, it's been 32 years in the in the culinary industry, um, believe it or not. Uh, seems like it was yesterday, but I think one of the most important things that I found out along the way and probably was almost, you know, it, accidental was you need to find a good mentor. And to have a good mentor um, in whatever business you're doing is, is identify that person and, and go to work for that person um, or, you know, that individual and really let them show you, kind of show you the ropes. And fortunately, I was able to find a, a couple of really great mentors along the way, which taught me a lot more about life and leadership than they did about cooking. So... Um, you know, the cooking for me came kind of naturally, um, but I think that the leadership part and the mentorship was was taught to me by, you know, by my mentors. Uh, they, you know, they'll teach you about, you know, different business, uh, you know, about how to run a business, how to run a successful business, how to the do's and don'ts, and they, you get to learn from their mistakes. Um, granted, you'll make your own mistakes and you'll learn from them, and Everybody should do that, but I think that that they that they they can teach you the things that they've learned, and that helps your career, uh, you know, move a little bit faster. And I think in this day and age, I think people really, you know, they they want the instant gratification. I have a lot of I do a lot of training with young culinary students, and they want to be Bobby Flay. They want to be on the Food Network. They want to be. On all these television shows, they, 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 what they see in the, in the, in the TV and what happens in the world is not really reality. And, and you kind of have to reel them back in and say, Hey, you're going to have to peel potatoes and peel shrimp and you're going to have to work for, you know, a low wage for, you know, a long, you know, as you grow your career, you get paid more. But, you know, in the beginning, it's not, it's not all, it's, you're not going to make $100,000 coming out of culinary school and being a star chef. It just doesn't happen. So there's a lot of hard work, and if you can surround yourself with and put yourself in front of a great chef uh, in in my industry, then you can that person can help mold your future. Yeah, look, you know, I I agree. Mentors are so important. I've had a couple as well. Anything stick out to you from what your mentors uh, shared with you that helped your career? Yeah, I think one of the things was one of my mentors told me that. Uh, a great chef. Um, there's a, there's a, the difference was to become a great chef uh, is, is much more than just being a great cook. So you, you can be the greatest cook in the world, but to be a great chef, you have to know how to run a successful, successful business. You have to be a mentor and a leader to your team. You have to know how to solve problems in the kitchen that. You know, more business problems than, you know, your labor, your overtime, your food costs, your, you know, so on and so on. It, rather than just cook, a lot of cooks, you can be the greatest cook in the world, but if you don't know how to run a business successfully, then you'll never be an executive chef. You'll never be a successful executive chef. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You're right. I mean, it's like cooking is one thing, but being a chef is a whole different set of responsibilities that includes 
overseeing the cooking because you've got people below you, but you're also managing all the different things that surround that business, right? Correct. You ha- I mean, you have to have relationships with, with sales and marketing. You have to have p- relationships with PR. You have to be able to to have great relationships with customers and your vendors. Um, building those relationships is very strong and will help you be successful. You know, if you have a vendor that you, you know, you don't respect and you don't, not to say you wouldn't respect them, but you buy product from and they don't really respect you if you treat them in a negative manner, um, they won't come to your rescue when you need them on a Saturday night when all of a sudden your cooler went down and all your fish went bad and you need to, you need a hundred pounds of fish. Uh, they're not going to answer the phone, you know, but if you have that really strong relationship and, and they respect you and you respect them and, you have a great working relationship, you can pick up the phone and call them anytime, anytime, day or night, and they will literally show up on your front door with what you need. And um, I've seen in my in my career, I've seen a lot of chefs, you know, they have, they're have they known for having kind of flamboyant attitudes and, you know, maybe a little bit arrogant. And those are the guys that most of the vendors, that when I talk to them, they're like, yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't go my extra mile for this guy. But you, I'll do whatever I want. I'll, you know, I'll do whatever it takes for you. I'll deliver at three in the morning if that's what we need to do because you have a strong working relationship and respect for one another. Got it. Got it. No, that's, uh, that makes a lot of sense. Now, real quickly, look, if you don't, you don't become an executive chef overnight. That obviously took a lot of time and hard work. Anything that you look back on that you can point to, like what helped you to rise to the, rise to the level of being an executive chef? The, the career path that I chose at, it, when I came to the crossroads was, you know, I'd worked in the hotel business and out of the hotel business, had done catering, had done my own restaurant in Mammoth Lakes for six years, um, ended up leaving that and went to work for the hotel company, uh, went to work for the Ritz-Carlton. And I chose the Ritz-Carlton, number one, because it was the best at the time. And number two was that I knew that I could have a very good safe umbrella over my head as far as 401k benefits, um, fair wage, fair wages for the position that I was in. And so that's kind of a big safety net um, in in our industry when you work for somebody like that, rather than being just an individual chef in a small restaurant. Um, and I knew I could provide, because I had a young daughter at the time, uh, she was only three months old. So, you know, basically I wanted the safety net. So when I chose that path, I, I was hired as a sous chef. Um, I worked my way from sous chef to uh, to chef de cuisine, chef de cuisine to executive sous chef, uh, and then ultimately, you know, the the company, the Ritz Carlton, was able to say, "Hey, we're willing to invest in you and give you a, a resort, you know, give you a property." Um, they won't give you the best resorts at first. You have to prove yourself, and a and they have their their hotels are rated in a triple a double A single A and B, and they're not going to give a first-time executive chef a double A resort. So I had to go move to Michigan. So there's also a lot of sacrifice in moving going on um, during your career as you grow. Uh, but basically, you know, I got into a B, B hotel. I ran a B hotel successfully for two years. Then they gave me an A hotel, and I ran an A hotel successfully for a year, and then they gave me a, a double A hotel. Um at that point, I ran that hotel for three and a half years, and then I was, at that point, you're a, 
established executive chef within the community that you live in, within the brand that you work for. And um, honestly, that's when Montage actually called me and said, hey, we want you to be our chef. So it went from a, a four-star, five-diamond resort as executive chef to a triple five-star resort, uh, ultra-luxury boutique, boutique hotel company, Montage, and I was able to be a successful executive chef there for eight years. Uh, so it's, uh, it's a lot of hard work, weekends, holidays, 12, 14 hours a day. You never really know when your days off are going to be. You just have to kind of float around it. So there's a lot of sacrifice for sure. Um, but, you know, hard work and determination, you put it in and it's going to come back your way. Yeah, it sounds like it. Nothing good is easy. You got to work hard. You got to have mentors and you got to put in the time if you want to move up. Now, you know, when we talked a couple of days ago, you said something that was really interesting, and I want to jump into that about leadership. You said something along the lines of how you manage your teams and how important leadership is to you, and you said something along the lines of your team can be successful, but you can't be successful without your team. Let's talk about that. How important is leadership in your field of being an executive chef? It's absolutely, uh, it's, it's, it's one of the top things. Um, if you're, if you're, you will, I, I always say this and I, we talked about it the other day is I am, I'm one person and I cannot, you know, if you're running a multi-million dollar food and beverage operation in a luxury hotel company with three restaurants and seven kitchens and 125 cooks and chefs, um, and 40 stewards, you have to be a leader. You have to know how to rely on your people. You have to surround yourself with great people um, that are almost more talented than you, um, maybe cooking-wise, but not as you can still be their mentor and leader. Right? Um, you want to surround yourself with people that want your job. Um, I would always hire people that said, "I said, what's your what what's your what do you want to do in the next five years?" And if they said, "I want your job in two years," that person was hired because I know they're hungry. And I know that they're talented. I've already tested their cooking skills. But I know that they really want to become an executive chef. And if they just said, oh, I don't know what my aspirations are in the next five years, I'd say, okay, well, um, you know, thank you for your time. And maybe we, we choose someone else. Not to say that that's, you know, it's just right or wrong. But it's, it's I want people that are, when you're, when you're building a team and you're a great leader, you're going to surround yourself with great people and do great things. As I say, I'm, they are the blood that runs through my veins. They are the ones that make me successful. Um, because when at the end of the day, if something happens positively, it comes around and, and everybody's patting me on the back. Oh, the chef did it. Oh, the chef did it. But no, I'm, I'm celebrating the team because the team is the one that is, is been doing all the hard work and they're the ones that are, are really made me successful along the way. So, um, you know, being a, a, a good mentor and a good leader, um, is paramount to your success. I mean, it's it's unbelievable how if people surround themselves with the wrong people, it just they're just not successful at all. And it goes back to hiring and making sure you're hiring the right people. And if you have to wait a little bit for that right person, and there's been plenty of times in my career where I've had to wait six months to a year to hire a chef in a certain role, and I'll ru- I'll run the position myself until I find that right person because once I do find the right person, it, it, it makes my life so much better, you know? 
Yeah, well, look, you're validating some of the things that I hear from other leaders as well, is that hire really good people, mentor them, and help them to become successful. And you you validated that. So thanks so much. Look, I know you've got uh, a new showroom that you're opening up and everything, and you got to get back to that. But I want to say thanks for jumping on the podcast, sharing insights around career and leadership. Uh, if people want to follow you, Rob, where can they do that? Where, what's your social media uh, handles? Uh, so Instagram, at Chef Rob Wilson, uh, is probably the best way to, to reach out to me. Um, I'm also on Facebook, um, Rob Wilson, at Rob Wilson. <laughs> but Instagram's probably the best. All right, sounds good. Hey, real quick, before we go, I got I got to ask you one question. Any good memories from the good old days of the H2O Winter Classic? floating around oh, in your head? Uh, so it's it's funny. Yes, there's one. There's pretty good one, actually. So uh, hand-dug half-pipe at Bear Mountain, uh, competing in the snow in the snow portion uh, after the surfing. I think I was sitting in third place, and uh, all I had to do was put together a solid run in the half-pipe, and I would have you know, could have podiumed. It was right there. Jason Kenworthy was there and we were kind of there. And so I was working on this. We'll get ready for it. I was working on a 540. Back then that was huge, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, so practice, 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 walking the pipe all day. Finally nailed one. It was like, okay, comps tomorrow morning. I got this. I'm going to throw this 540. It's going to elevate me. Yeah. Well, I crashed. <laughs> So it didn't quite pull off the 540, and now these kids are throwing 1080s and inverted, you know, the craziness that they're doing in 23-foot super pipes. So it's kind of funny when it's six-foot six foot hand-dug half-pipe at Bear Mountain. That's a good story, and I'm stoked that you uh, shared that. Thanks, Pipe. Appreciate the call. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode with Executive Chef Rob Wilson. I find myself learning a lot from these shows, but the Army of Game Changers podcasts are really for anyone that is looking to fire up their career and leadership journey, and I want to find the perspectives and insights that you'll appreciate and utilize. So that's a wrap for this episode, but you can bet I'll be back soon with many more amazing guests. If you want to keep up with me, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn under Vipe Desai, all one word. That's V-I-P-E-D-E-S-A-I. So if you want to connect, hit me up. And I also have to give a quick shout out to my crew over at HDX Hydration Mix for making these podcasts possible. And thank you for taking the time to join me on this episode. I hope you have a great week.